Hello. So, today on said podcast, oh, there are purple flowers all over my car, um, which is beautiful, and also my car is massacring. So, okay, on that joyous note, um, I'm going to talk about Turn On, um, because if you've been following my stuff, I've been writing about pornography, about addiction, and that's because I think addictive, addictive habits or compulsions or crutches are one of, I think, the most consistent um, subjects that I talk about in my daily work, in my industry as a coach. And one of the first steps towards anybody trying to understand and dewire any habit that they don't want in their lives is to first fully understand themselves in that habit um, and kind of come to terms with that habit as something on some level innocent. Uh, my coach once taught me that the opposite on the spectrum of shame is innocence and that really hit home um, and I've had a few clients be really confused and existentially feel a lot of angst around some of the things that turn them on whether that is kink whether that is like the type of porn you find yourself watching after desensitizing yourself and I want to break that down a little bit um, so there's, uh, I think it's rather new, I want to say in the last, like, 20 years, but who am I to say without any actual research, but family porn, like, steps, stepsister and stepdad porn has seemed to be on the upswing, and for many people, this is, like, the most despicable thing, and it's the furthest from what they actually want to do, and so when that happens, there's this, like, immediate disgust that results from um, from the type of porn that they're choosing to watch or the activity that they're engaging in or the type of sex they're having with somebody else. Um, and if you've been practicing porn for a prolonged period of time, then that thing that is so charged is going to likely be the thing you're practicing to get turned on, even if you don't want it. So like, Visually, think of porn as like a drug. You'll desensitize eventually and you'll need something more and more intense. What intensity means is you'll need something that's equally as charged in order to reach the same level of turn-on. And what that charge, whether it's a positive or negative charge, is almost irrelevant. Um, when you're trying to reach that turn on, it's more about just reaching, like, like getting a feeling triggered inside of you. Um, disgust is a very powerful charge. So when we see somebody being humiliated, when we see somebody, like if, if you're watching some more BDSM style stuff and you're really confronted by the fact that you are, would never want that to happen to you, but for some reason your body is responding, there is a journey in the understanding of what being a human is where we have to take a look at our more shadowy, uh, the more shadowy functions of our biology. So your body turning on is not actually only sexual, um, even if the result is arousal. 
the best example that I can give of this is a baby who has no concept of self um, or sex will sometimes get aroused and we can't see it in the little girls, but in little boys will sometimes get aroused just by drinking milk because it brings pleasure to the child. Is this baby fucked up and kinky? Absolutely not. The baby is literally experiencing pleasure and that causes a certain amount of blood to move through the body and end up um, in their genitals. So um, understanding this from that space, the first step to dewiring any type of habit or any type of, um, I guess, desire that you also simultaneously don't desire is to understand that whether the disgust is aimed at the thing you're watching or at yourself, you, what you're actually pursuing is that, that charged, that charged thing. And taboo in our society holds so much charge, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, and so when we go in a society that's already sexually repressed and not talking about, about this from a young age, we're basically going to be looking at all of the things that we would never want to happen emerge somewhere on the internet because the internet is this like big self-expression of all of what it is to be human. And, um, and though that might be incredibly fascinating, I think it's important to educate people, especially younger teen people um, and children, around what this means about them. Because growing up, kind of learning to understand yourself as somebody who's turned on by that and what's widely available on free porn is really aggressive uh, demeaning of women if we're talking about heterosexual porn and I'm talking about the majority not the uh, the like ethical porn I think the percentage was like 80 something percent of porn is showing a woman being violated taken taken advantage of raped um, on some level just like had really really uh, violently and if you are a kid and you're growing up and you aren't able to talk to anybody about the fact that, like, this is turning you on, you're going to be trying to internalize a part of your identity that is actually more a reflection of your own biology than of who you are as a person. And if you're able to see it as part of your biology, you're also able not to identify it with it on an ego level. And if that's the case, then there can be a more conscious exercise of, Okay, in my fantasies, this is what I want. And that doesn't mean I should play this out unconsciously with my sexual relationships with another human woman, at least not without her consent. Because you don't see in porn many women giving consent, unless it's that really awkward video at the end of being like, I consent to this, which I just don't think has the, the wished effect, wished upon effect. Um, if we look at the rest of our lives, at, at when we look at, activities that we engage in, whether it's substance, alcohol, or like binging Netflix, or anything that feels quite compulsive, initially what we have to look at is the source. Where did it start? How was it then turned into a release, like a relieving mechanism? Because without the source, we're trying to fix a symptom here. 
And if we don't understand whether or not it's like an unconscious biological habit that we've reinforced or it's like a coping mechanism, any addiction is actually a coping mechanism for something or other. And the reason it's addictive is because it works. It provides relief from whatever the thing is. So if you don't have other cultivated habits uh, available to you, that addictive behavior is going to continue being the one that works until it gets replaced. And I think this is why kind of like a black and white um, restriction diet of any kind around addictions doesn't always seem to work depending on your personality because it focuses so much on the symptom that even though it's in the negative, like I won't do it, you're still pouring all of yourself into, into that thing. Whereas if you try and look for the triggers, if you try and look for where it was accidentally cultivated, let's say you were a young kid and you had access to the internet and then this is what you found and you just kept pursuing like a stronger and stronger dopamine hit. Um, like that's still finding the source and then being like, okay, what can I do in order to get access to like, the bounty that is human desire that is like think about the victorian times like if a wrist showing your wrist was slutty like can you imagine seeing a full human naked body like the sex those people were having i mean given it would have been super stanky but i'm sure it was erotic <laughs> it's all hell um and we have access to that, believe it or not, not by like covering our entire bodies, but really by being conscious about where we're putting our sexual attention. How do you relate to yourself sexually? Are you just like mindlessly masturbating all the time in order to when you're bored or when you're stressed or whatever? Um, like what are your sexual habits and what exactly are they cultivating around our quality of life? Um, it's the same thing with nutrition. Like you want to feel like a billion dollars, what are what are your, your health habits and how do they contribute to you feeling like a superhero? Absolutely the same sexually. When people tell me that they're bored in their bedroom, it's important to look at like what habits are you entertaining that lead to a really boring sex life. And one of those things is to completely desensitize yourself physically and then to wear your sexual energy out by yourself in response to something like boredom, which could theoretically inspire you to do something in your life that feels really fun, that feels really fulfilling, that feels uh, fuels other tanks, let's say. Um, anyways, I hope that on some level this has provided some illumination around any habits that you are shying away from exploring, talking about, unwinding. Um, I'll lead you to my website if you are interested in any more writing, any more information, or working one-on-one. -on -one. There is a membership coming soon that will include one-on-one -on -one sessions, uh, workshops, a mini course, and a group coaching call, but that is somewhere in the future. So if you are interested, send me a DM. I'll put you on the waiting list, and thanks for listening to this extension of my brain. <laughs>